Hello and welcome to episode 170 of Enough. I'm Mike Hurley and I am joined as always by your host and mine, Mr. Patrick Rowan. Hello, sir. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm excited for today's episode. Yeah, this is, you know, I mean, this is your domain. Spotlight on me today. Yeah, you are the rock in the roll. It's my show, as they say. (laughs) <laughs> it is my show. Um, and 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 that's the thing, right? I think that a a lot of people, maybe some people get this, but I would suspect that some people out there don't. That that like I just show up and I talk into a microphone, and I didn't even really choose the microphone. Someone just told me get this, and I think that was someone was you, and I got it yep. right, and and that's it. I don't do any of the hard work when it comes to putting together a podcast. I I really have very little like functional technical understanding of how it all works and how the sausage is made and how you end up in the iTunes store and kind of what it takes to plan it and then record it and produce it and then ship it like because I just show up. And so I think that a lot of people, you know, think, oh, Patrick, yeah, you got a podcast. Yeah, I have a podcast that I show up to, but it may have my name on it and uh, that sort of thing. But the actual work is done by Mr. Michael Hurley. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of people out there that also, like me, have no clue how this stuff is done. Um, and even though you may have explained it before, uh, it, it still kind of goes over my head to be honest with you. Okay. So, so, uh, I guess here's, here's what we want to do we, today. We want to cover, uh, once again, how, how do we go about making this podcast? But you, I would say even more broadly, how do we want, you know, I should say if, if I was Joe Blow just showing up and off the street and said, I want to do a podcast too, and I want to put it together and record it and have something to say and put it up on the iTunes store and let everyone know, hey, you can download my podcast here, where would I even start? So this all came, we mentioned on last week's show that this kind of came out of a panel that you did for the mm. Minnesota blogging bloggers conference, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and once again, this is one of those situations where, oh, he's got a podcast. He should be on a podcast panel. I don't know how to do this. I, I just show up and I talk. <laughs> so we're going to try and maybe follow a little bit of the structure that, that they went through with like planning, producing, and publishing. Well, I thought it might be interesting to mention, this is kind of now um, slap bang in the middle-ish of podcasting week on 70 Decibels, because on Command Space last week, we had Tom Merritt of Twit, and we spoke about his podcasting efforts and stuff there. Tomorrow on Command Space, so that's um, the episode uh, episode 11, which we will release on Wednesday the 3rd, we've got Dan Benjamin on of 5x5. And I'm going to be talking to him. So, so good. So, so good. Thank you. So tomorrow, I very much love that show. Um, So on that episode, we're going to talk a bit about um, 
uh, kind of what we're going to talk about here. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to talk with yeah. Dan about what his recommendations are for people starting out and, and stuff like that. But Well, because he has a great kind of, you know, podcasting equipment guide that he wrote up, uh, yep. what now, about a year ago or so. Um, and uh, and that was an update to one that he had, uh, he had done a couple of years before that, um, which is fantastic, I think. But that would be in the mean, show notes? It, all of the equipment that I'm currently using, which is not what I will talk about today, um, came from the equip from Dan's equipment guide. Yeah, the stuff that yeah. I've got here is uh, it's, it's sort of pro podcasting equipment. Right, right. But why don't we can can we talk about like you know? Okay, you know i I have zero budget. <laughs> I want a podcast. What? Where do I start? Right. So, yeah, zero budget is an interesting thing, right? Okay. How about the? Uh, no, no, no. Low that's budget? not. That's not a criticism. Uh, okay. Uh, it, zero budget is interesting because you you, uh, you you have to have a small budget, right? There has to be one. But yeah. you can start this stuff with a very small amount of money. Now, um, a good starting microphone is the uh, Blue Yeti. So, a good starting microphone. That's the microphone that you use. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is just a starter. It's just a starter. If you if you want to start with a serious intent to continue, costs about a hundred dollars or so, I think. Now, obviously, that is you know, more expensive than you would care. Uh, one hundred and forty dollars on Amazon at the moment is the Blue Yeti, mm. but th- it's kind of like for this price, it's as good as you you can get, and sort of vice versa. It's great for the the price. Um, really is like for me excels the, the the price that you pay for it, but you can obviously start this stuff just talking into the microphone that is built into your Mac. Yeah, and with any new Mac, you can plug your i uh, iPod headphones or your iPhone headphones in to the headphone port, and it will pick up the microphone from there. So there's some real cheap ways to start. But the thing is, you need to understand that if you're recording like that, you are creating a show that is difficult to listen to. Because hmm. people need to be able to hear you. I mean, that's that's very important that people are actually able to hear what you're saying. And it does take a, a relatively decent USB microphone to do that. When I started out, I was using a Logitech headset and our audio um, levels were, were terrible and you could barely understand what we were saying. And it wasn't until um, I upgraded to the Blue Yeti that people would say, you know, I would I stopped getting those complaints. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and, and that kind of, I would say, falls. all of. I would say this part of it, this idea of be conscious of the listener and uh, it kind of starts to fall into that planning part. Right. I agree. Um, I would like to make one other starting equipment um, uh, choice okay. for people, and that is the Rode Podcaster. Now, this is if people say to me, I want to be a podcaster now, um, I don't really have a, you know, I don't have a limited budget or, or whatever, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to spend some money. Mm-hmm. This is what I tell them to get. Um, it's a bit more expensive than the Yeti. Um, it's about double the price, but the quality of the Rode Podcaster is excellent. Huh? There Would are- you say that um, the Rode Podcaster is the professional level podcasting mic? 
Not professional level, no. Ooh, so we're not even. We're already at about what two thirty, two forty. Yeah. For a microphone. Yeah, I mean, this is this <laughs> the the, the, the road podcaster. You are at the sort of intermediary level at this point. You're going to sound great, um, and it's it's good, and it's but it's USB still. Hmm. Um, but the, if the road podcaster will will do you absolutely fine. Um, I use a mic called the Heil PR40. It's considered to be the best of what it does. It's what um, you'll see Dan use. It's what you'll see Leo use. But you don't want that. Not when you're starting out. Because that is the professional level. Yeah, and you need a lot more equipment because it's not USB, it's XLR. So you you need a lot a lot more. So my my main suggestions really are the Blue Yeti and the Rode Podcaster. They are great Mm -hmm. places to start. Um, And if you are serious about wanting to make a show... The most important thing you can have is a good mic. Hmm. Because people will turn on your show, and if they cannot hear you, they will turn off and they may never come back. Hmm. Because it's the main thing, right? You're, you're listening to somebody talk, and if you can't understand what they're saying, then you're yeah. in for a bit of a problem. I mean, and there are other great USB mics around, I'm sure. Blue make a couple of others. One called the Snowball, which is cheaper. Basically, just if you you know if if you're on a budget, just try and get the best microphone, USB microphone you can afford. Just okay. just try get a USB microphone so it's external from your uh, machine, and, and move from there. I think that's fair. So the the uh, Snowball, which is not it's not a terrible mic, sixty three dollars. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna spend sixty three, save up the extra. 40 or 50 and go for the Yeti. <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't know why you, why you wouldn't. If there will, of course, be links to all of this <laughs> equipment in the show notes as we're going through. I'll be adding them in so you can pick them up for yourself. So yeah. let's, let's talk about planning. Now, what do you want to talk about in regards to planning, Pat? Do you want to talk about well, planning a show I, from the inception or planning episodes? Well, I think... Uh, I think it's important to have something like something to say, right? Like a podcast of just someone kind of rambling on about <laughs> about you know anything under the sun. Uh, I don't know. It, it it would probably get pretty boring pretty fast, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I think probably essential to planning at least in my mind is what are you going to talk about what is this podcast about why are people showing up to listen to why would people want to show up to listen to this would you agree totally planning is so important you know i mean and and the level of planning that i do for each of the shows varies really it depends on what the show is and for example what the other host brings to it but mm-hmm. the, what I would suggest to to you, the the listener, is to make sure that you have some notes going in. Don't just keep it all in your brain because you'll you'll forget about it all. Keep some notes. I mean, I have I use Google Drive to record notes and, and outlines. Like for example, let's use Command Space as um, the example for a bunch of stuff because that's the show that I effectively run on my own. Yeah. Um, the other show, the other hosts bring a a uh, a big 
propulsion to the topics. Like very frequently, I will bring no topics to this show. Um, you bring the topics, and then I just yeah. have a conversation. Yeah. I, I and 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 I would say ninety nine percent of the time you have no clue what that is going to be until I show up and say, I want to talk about this and I want to talk about that. Yeah, but you right? have done the planning work in that regard. Yeah. As, you know, but even still, uh, as you know, there have been times when I've shown up, it's like, I, I don't even, I don't know what I want to talk about. Right? Like, I haven't done the work, right? And I, I think a lot of those times it reflects actually in the uh, podcast. I don't know. I'll say fortunate. You're one of the very fortunate people, the very few fortunate people that can just come up with something really interesting to talk about as your brain starts to work. <laughs> yes, that's, so, that's the operative word, right? Is getting yeah. the brain to work first. So let's say with command space, right? So what I do is um, throughout the week, and especially in the days leading up, um, I have a, a document open in, in my Google Drive for the current episode, um, and I just start writing out questions. So mm. this is an interview-based show, so I have questions. Like I, I will start writing out questions that I want to ask. For example, I've got my questions here for Dan. Um, and I will start to flesh those out, and I, and I turn it into a, a sort of semi-outline. So I will have, you know, I might have one question, and I'll have questions that come out of that one, um, and I keep that document open and in front of me during the show because I might need to rearrange things or add other questions in. Um, so the document becomes a working document when we're recording. But in our topic-based shows, I do the same. So if I have um, a topic that I want to talk about on Bionic, or what Matthew does um, with Bionic is he has we we have a shared Google Drive document, um, and he writes out his thoughts in an outline. Outlining is really important. So basically, outlining in a nutshell, from the way that I do it, is um, think of something. So a topic a heading or a main question, as I say, and then just think of things that shoot off of that. So when you think of a topic, for example, podcasting masterclass, which is the heading that I've got to talk to Dan about tomorrow. I then have a bunch of other questions that I'm going to ask him, quite similar to what we're talking about today, as I said, um, about what his ideas are, for example, for equipment for people getting started and software, etc. So having an outline is really important because the more you can plan for a show, the better it's going to sound because if you know where you're going, then your audience will be able to follow the conversation. Hmm. So, uh, what about those people that, um, let's say you're you're already writing a, a blog, and that blog is about you know you 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 blog a lot about let's just say child care, child rearing, okay? <laughs> um, you know, uh, and yeah, uh, and you want to. You know, start a podcast that is complementary to that blog. Um, I, I think a lot of people basically take what should have been a blog post and make it into a podcast, <laughs> and and take podcasts and make them into blog. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or they'll just repeat something that they've already that they've already written about, mm -hmm. right? And I think a lot of people don't think about the fact that in most cases your audience, or I should say, not mo in a lot of cases your audience is going to overlap. That certainly is true. 
Um, and so by just repeating, you're essentially regurgitating information. On the other hand, there's going to be certain people, and there are certain people out there that are like, I just don't read. I just don't have the time to read. I would much rather, you know, listen to a podcast on my way to work. And there's going to be some people that they only know you from the podcast and they don't read your writing or they don't read your other work. And so I would think that part of the planning is also to try to find that balance, right, where you are maybe jumping off of things that you uh, have written about, maybe going into greater detail, uh, expanding upon them, what have you, while at the same time giving enough basis for those people that haven't haven't had a starting point from the from reading what you wrote about it in the first place if that does that make sense yeah it does i mean we've kind of done something like this before so sometimes there'll be a post of yours that i want to discuss but we don't just reiterate the post you expand on it and, and talk about it more and and what audio does is it gives you the ability to explain things easier i think um and, and it can be in more detail because you're taking up less of somebody's time um, yeah. in, in being able to talk to them rather than expect them to read and understand and, and, and such like so if you write a blog by all means turn it into a show but understand that you know it's not just you reading your blog posts you need to have additional content that you want to give people mm-hmm. well and in the same way that makes it attractive to your existing readership to also subscribe to the podcast uh, because uh, that's where the kind of greater detail is happening, um, expanding on topics, going deeper on a topic is happening. Um, uh, this is, I think, especially effective uh, in those cases uh, where you might have a, you know, say a tech blog where you review a particular product um, and uh, then you, on a podcast, you talk even more uh, in depth about uh, why it is that, that that you said this or you did this or what wasn't working about this. Or maybe you follow up on, you know, well, after I wrote the post, uh, the developer contacted me and said that they were going to fix X, Y, and Z and that, that, you know, I mean, it can be your chance to kind of go beyond the page. Um, and uh, I, I, th- think in a lot of cases uh, podcasts are very helpful um, in that regard um, as an adjunct to a, a, a regular site um, just my two cents oh, they're good two okay. cents yeah thanks so uh, all right so we've got a plan okay we've, we, we, we have it laid out we know what we're going to talk about and we've gone out and we purchased a good mic yeah we we sit down and in front of our computer with the good mic plugged in and ready to go. What now? So now you got to record it. Yeah. How 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 do I do that? I've got a Mac and I've got a microphone. Right. Garage Band is your friend. Comes with every Mac. Um, there are free solutions for other things like um, I believe Audacity. Um, is is an app that people use. I have never used it for recording okay. a show uh, because I've always recorded on a Mac, and I'm just going to assume that the majority of our listenership are using Macs. 
Yeah. Gonna, I'm going to make that assumption. I know it's not everybody, so I apologize. Um, but, you know, um, check out Audacity. That's what I'm told by Windows users. It'll be in the show notes, of course. GarageBand is perfect for podcasts. It has podcast settings. Um, there are some little tips and tricks that you should know. Um, I created many, many moons ago a short screencast um, that I'm going to include in the show notes because it has a couple of little things that is easy for you to see on video that I would suggest that you watch if you if you want to use GarageBand because GarageBand does a couple of very peculiar things um, that this screencast will help you get a hold of. And it, I believe I also go into a uh, app called The Levelator there. Again, I'm not going to go into that in too much detail today either. Um, it, yeah, I will always say if you have like if you have questions, other questions that deep dive in a bit more, because it can be difficult to explain this stuff without being able to go through it with someone. You can get me on Twitter. I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E, or you can email me via the contact form at 70decibels.com forward slash contact. Um, and I'm always happy to, to help with that stuff. So, Well, uh, let me just real quick say, it even took you a little bit to kind of learn the the weird quirks of using GarageBand, yes. uh, as I remember. Yep, it does as some I re- strange stuff. Remember, one of the things that, like, if you go back and listen to our early, early shows, like about the first 10 or so, it sounds like we're, we're talking in the largest ballroom on the planet. Yeah, that that is something that I definitely address in that little yeah, screencast. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I mean, it sounded like we were in this giant echo chamber, and and uh, it took a while for you to figure out why it was. Why was GarageBand doing that? And it turned out to be like a default setting in GarageBand that yep. you know, basically added ambiance to everything. By default. For some reason, oh. Apple think that people want Echo. Don't know why, yeah. uh, but yeah. they just assume that that's what we want. So, so that said, why GarageBand? Why can't I just use QuickTime? You can. You, you definitely can. Um, but you, the, the great thing about GarageBand or GarageBand is it allows you to add artwork in very easily. You can add show names and stuff like that and then export it all out into presets for podcasts that Apple have created. It just makes it... They have created an app that is is in part made to produce podcasts with. It allows you to edit really easily, like if you've got to cut something out in the middle of the show or you've got to you know, change something about the start or the end. Um, that's that's the real benefit of being able to use GarageBand because it gives you those really simple editing tools. I still use GarageBand um, because I'm terrified of Logic. Tried using it, it horrifies me. One day I'll go back to it, but right now, yeah, right now, GarageBand does exactly what I need, and I know, I know it's in, in like, I know it's sort of its, it's eccentricities and all of its intricities and, and all such isities like that. Um, I, I know it inside and out now, so I'm, I'm happy with it. So there's a there's a question around quality from in this talk. Now, audio quality is a big thing, and there's a couple of things that can impact it. Um, Obviously, the microphone is one, and Skype is the other. So the majority of podcasts, if they're done by more than one person, are recorded over Skype. Now, you can use something like the Skype call recorder, um, which is a little utility, which is a, an add-on for Skype. Or From you can, Ecamm. Ecamm, yep. 
uh, be in the yeah. show notes, of course. And you could also use an app like Piezo or Audio Hijack. They, mm. These apps are all uh, designed to help you record um, Skype calls. Is there one that you recommend more than the other? Um, personally, and, and why? Personally, I always used to um, go for the Ecamm call recorder, but it start it started going weird on me once and would randomly cut out chunks of the audio. So, but I used it for for a long time before it started doing that. So it might have just been an OS update or something that that upset it. Uh, Piezo, um, hmm. I've not really used too much, but I know a lot of people that have used it, um, and it's very simple. But personally, I think that the original is the best, which is Audio Hijack Pro. Um, it just, I mean, because as well, Audio Hijack, you can use it for so many other things. But um, I, I would go with Audio Hijack personally okay. to record a Skype call. However, okay. you know. I, I think it works, and and with if you're recording a Skype call, I would then suggest to bring it into GarageBand and do the edits and stuff. Um, you only need to uh, worry about some, you know, some of the other bits if you're recording directly into it. But you want to bring it in and, and do the edits inside GarageBand. I suggest because it's the easiest way to do these things. Um, so with with Skype, you've got the connection issue because one side, me, is going to sound crystal clear. The other side, Patrick, sometimes you make eh, 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 things like that. Exactly. All of these things, they, they happen frequently in Skype calls. And then it's about the way that you manage that. Now, I'm sure that I will have some people disagree with me. I think that on the whole, people are happy enough to deal with this if it doesn't happen consistently for a whole episode. Because avid podcast listeners are used to it. So it might even just be that random um, dropping call quality that might happen for a couple of minutes where you can still hear Patrick perfectly clearly, but it sounds like he's now sitting inside a glass bottle. Um, it's a frequent thing that happens in Skype. And I think that people just gloss over these things because they're used to listening to podcasts. Your other yeah. option is um, for both or all of the participants to record their own sides of the conversation so you talk on Skype but you all record locally with something like QuickTime send it all to one person to manage it and edit it we used to do that um, it takes a lot of work because you've got to match them up and you've really got to make sure you match them up if anybody has headphones that have a little bit of bleed so you can basically their headphones don't isolate the sound sometimes mm. you will get some somebody else's track in the background on theirs and then that makes it very difficult to line up because if you're more than a millisecond out it'll sound like you've got an echo I really don't suggest the double-ended recording that's what it's called simply for that reason um, I did it for a long time it was a lot of work and it was never perfect so mm. I would suggest plug in to Ethernet and record over Skype that is my suggestion because that will stop you wanting to cry and rip your eyes out every time after you've <laughs> The world wishes there were some alternative to Skype that was that was better. There, I have saw this um, uh, a news article on The Verge recently where the Skype CEO is talking about a new codec so that, that, that Skype are working on actually I've got it on the Skype blog here 
they've got a new codec that they're going to be integrating without telling anyone. So they're just going to start doing it. Um, and you don't know when you're going to get it. Nobody's going to tell you, but apparently it will, in the near future, improve the audio quality significantly. Hmm. So we'll wait and see. I, I look forward to that. Yeah, I mean, but, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that... <sighs> so I guess here's the question. Could one use... Well, I guess iChat is no more, right? And Messages doesn't well, do voice stuff. It does. It does. does. It? It does. Oh, it, oh, it does? Yeah. Messages oh, does okay. voice stuff. But I'll okay. tell you it's not worth it. The, the reason that people use Skype is because Skype is the best of a bad bunch. Everything else you don't want to bother with. It doesn't work. Skype works. It's, and it works more consistently than anything else. And actually yeah. sounds better than anything else. Okay. All right. Despite all of the problems that you just yep. <laughs> outlined. Because the problems with the other solutions are much more frequent and much worse. Okay. So all right. editing... Um, I am in the camp of not editing for content purposes unless that's part of the show. So, for example, I used to heavily edit 11 minutes in the old days. And that was because it was a comedy show and it made sense for that show. I do not, I do, I never cut things out of this show or any of the other shows mm. unless they're going to get us in trouble. You know? Yeah. Right. So, if somebody or- says, if somebody says something they shouldn't say, um, we don't edit it out because it was wrong. It might be edited out because they might have broken an embargo accidentally, which I've done before, um, shared something about someone that they shouldn't, or et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. They're the only things we ever cut out, and I could probably count those instances on one hand. And you, and you don't even cut out uh, the rare occasions where I say a blue word or two. You generally just kind of bleep those out. Yeah, so I uh, actually cut them out. I use an old Mac noise for that, which I take great, great pleasure in, especially when I get an email from somebody telling me that they thought that their Mac was playing up because somebody was going (laughs) off for a rant. Um, I just think that when you edit like that, when when you cut out parts of the conversation, you disrupt the conversation's natural flow. Um, and that a conversation like podcasts are have a natural flow to them. And Hmm. one uh, part of a conversation informs the next. And if you cut, start cutting parts of it out, you are going to ruin that flow of conversation. And I think that it will make for a, um, less than quality of your podcast. And that all comes back to the planning. If your plan is good and your outline is solid and you know what you want to talk about, you won't have to edit for content because you'll have a good plan of what you where you want to go. And as long as the chemistry is good between you and the other person or people that you're recording with, which it should be if you're going to be recording something with them, um, unless they're a guest, of course. Although I've never had a problem with that. But, um, you know, uh, uh, then at that point, you should be rolling with some good conversations, some good content. Hmm. Hmm. So, okay. I've got my podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've recorded it. I've followed all your suggestions. And now I've, I've with GarageBand, output this thing into an MP3 file, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, and I want to put this out there for the world to be able to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would especially love it if it could actually become a podcast because the kind of uh, 
basic rules of uh, a podcast are, are such, right? It, essentially, it is a MP3 or other sound file that has been inserted into an RSS feed that people can subscribe to. And every time I insert an MP3 or other sound file into said RSS feed, it it can be subscribed to uh, in uh, some sort of uh, way, whether that be via an RSS reader, uh, less recommended, or a actual podcasting app, uh, more recommended. Um, yeah, correct. Yes, yes, of course. You hit the nail on the proverbial head there. Okay, so so I've got an MP3. What do I do with it now? Before we tell you what we do with it. We have something oh. important that we need to tell people about. Oh, oh. yes, yes. Bills to pay. Exactly. <laughs> and the way the way that I pay for what I'm about to tell you about is okay. because of those fine folks over at Squarespace. So Squarespace, they provide you with absolutely everything you need to create an amazing website, blog portfolio if you're a designer they they have great galleries and stuff for that and uh, so basically your home online let me tell you about their galleries actually they do some pretty cool stuff so if you are a person who likes to take pictures with squarespace you've got a, a bunch of ways that you can um, you can display them not only do they have their social widgets where you can import galleries um, of Flickr photos or instagram your feed of Instagram, so you can choose how you want those to look, and as pictures are added into those accounts, they appear in the social widgets, the social blocks that are added onto mm-hmm. Squarespace's pages that you, you know, when you want to drag those in and enable them, and you can have carousels and grid views and all that, and very, very beautiful. Um, a real nice way to display that, those images. But also, Squarespace, with their fantastic new templates that come with version 6, which are really clean and beautifully designed and they function with responsive web design. They also have ones for portfolios for images. So if you are a photographer or an artist, you can actually create a portfolio using Squarespace. And if you go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels, they have some examples there you'll be able to see for yourself. And you can see how you can really beautifully uh, display your work, your artwork using Squarespace. You never have to worry about uh, your site going down because they have absolutely excellent integrated hosting, so you don't have to worry about that. And if you purchase one of their annual plans, which I'll tell you about in a moment, you'll get a free custom domain name too, so you can have patrickrosegallery.com um, all as mm. part of the sign-up process and Squarespace implement it for you. If you want to find out how many people are coming to visit your site or gallery, they have real-time analytics that are built right into Squarespace, so you can see all of your traffic information. There's no credit card required to try out Squarespace. You just need to go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. There'll be a link in the show notes. And you can start your two-week free trial. Squarespace is $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. If you sign up for one year, not only do you get a custom domain name, you'll get 20% off that monthly price. And if you sign up for two years, you get 25% off. If you decide to purchase, you want to click enter an offer code. There's a little link on the bottom right when you're at the checkout page on the pricing screen at the end of your uh, two-week free trial. You want to enter the offer code 70 decibels 10 at 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-1-0 at checkout. And that will give you an additional 10% off whatever your first purchase is, whether it's a monthly plan or an unlimited, sorry, annual plan or standard Hmm. annual plan. So you can end up with 35% off if you play your cards right. So uh, I want to thank... Yeah, exactly. I want to thank Squarespace for their continued support of Enough and the 70 Decibels Network. 
Yeah, Squarespace is great. I mean, so you're going to make this podcast, you're going to need a great website for it. Yep. 70 decibels uses Squarespace. Yep, and you can use... So this is this is actually... Don't really like to tend to do this stuff, but I think it actually makes sense. Kind of going to blur the ad in the next part of the content. Yeah, yeah. So, Why not? I mean, because if it works, it works, right? I use Squarespace in a couple of ways. Um, for some of the shows, I use them as just like a, a place where people can go, and the actual RSS feeds are generated by hosts that I will talk about in a moment. But you can also use Squarespace to make your podcast. You can, you can use dedicated hosts, and you can um, point. So once you've filled out, let's say you've uh, opened a post and you started entering your show notes in there, you can add a link to an audio file, which will then drop in as an enclosure on the page. So um, I do this for a couple of shows. One notably is for Bionics. If you go to the Bionic page, you'll see it just says download. It's different to the other pages because I'm using Squarespace's inbuilt system for that. So I host the the files elsewhere, give it a link, and then I the the Squarespace um, create a feed from that um, from that page and I use that feed to go into iTunes and for people to subscribe to. I use the dreaded feed burner to, for that feed <laughs> just for portability <laughs> stuff. But yeah. that's the way you can do it. And also, I mean, I believe that Merlin Man does this or at least used to do this with Roderick on the line. You can host your whole podcast there because you can just, if you sign up on our unlimited plans, that sounds like a bit of the ad i'm sorry but no, <laughs> but no, um, no. this this is great they're right? unlimited I mean, plans they have yeah. unlimited hosting and bandwidth so you could um host a podcast there i mean because that's the thing right is that i think a lot of people are intimidated myself included uh, intimidated by the fact that this Seems, I mean, even just listening, it seems so complicated. Well, now I've got to learn GarageBand, and now I've got to come up with some plan, and da 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 da, right? And you know, uh, so here, here's one of my million dollar ideas. I'm waiting for someone to just take this and run away with it. Okay, this is what I want for every major city that I that I travel to. I want every neighborhood to have a podcast walking tour. I want to be able to say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to be going to New York City and I'm going to be uh staying uh in and around Soho. I would love to be able to download a podcast of Soho that is a walking tour that tells me the hot spots, the good spots to eat at, the the things that uh, only the locals know about. I want to know uh, details about uh, as I walk there from where you know wherever I'm coming from. You know, I want to know details about the neighborhood, about buildings that I might pass. Uh, you know, oh, uh, here's an inter- there's a mob hit in this building, you know, or something like you know. I mean, just cool details, but tell me about 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 the neighborhood. I want a podcast of that. But more than that, I want one for like every single little neighborhood in New York. I want one for Little Italy. I want one for, uh, you know, for Brooklyn Heights. I want, you get what I'm saying, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've long thought about doing doing it here. I would, I, I could do one for my neighborhood in a heartbeat. 
And but once again, to do something like that, you would it have to be super simple, and you'd have to get a whole bunch of people to do right. Like because the the best thing would be someone who lives in and knows the neighborhood doing the podcast for their neighborhood, right? Yeah, uh, I couldn't necessarily do one as well for uh, say. Oh geez, the Longfellow neighborhood here in the Twin Cities, as I can here for the for the uh, Summit U uh, Ramsey Hill neighborhood. Um, it, it just I just don't live there, and so I don't know what the cool spots are. I don't know what the hidden gems are, and I don't know what the history of the various buildings and houses and stuff like that in the neighborhood are. But I know those intimately about here. So, someone wants to take that million dollar idea, great. Put together a Squarespace site. Start, you know, put a call out there to, hey, do you live in a great neighborhood? Do you know a lot about it? Here's here's what to do. Here's the instructions for using, you know, for you know, getting a microphone. Here's the instructions for using GarageBand. Then send the MP3 to us, and we'll throw it up here and add it to the podcast feed. And then, like, every city could have its own feed, right? You know, New York would have its own feed. So when I go to New York, I subscribe to the New York feed, and it gives me the, it gives me the podcast uh, walking tours for every, for every neighborhood. I choose the neighborhoods that I want. Now, tell me that's not a billion-dollar idea right there. You're full of billion-dollar ideas. I know, and I give them away for free all the time. All people have to do is make these things for me because I don't have the time. Crazy fool. I know. In any case, so all this gets back to I think it's great that we just kind of bled the sponsor with the content because there's a way to do it that makes it easy where you don't have to know all of this complicated stuff, mm-hmm. right? All right. So now you can get to the complicated stuff. So y- Right, I don't host the shows myself. I know that's something that some people do. I don't have the knowledge for that. So I use a combination of two hosts. The best host that I have found and use and I'm going to be switching everything to very shortly is a host called Libsyn. I've been using them for a long time. They're actually the original host that I used and I'll talk a minute about why that changed. Um, But Libsyn, they provide you with pretty fair pricing you only pay for the amount you upload you do not pay depending on how popular your show is so if you have one person download it or a million it doesn't make a difference that's good Um, you just pay for what you upload so you you have an amount that you can store with them a month or whatever they give great stats Um, uh, their stats are you know broken down quite nicely into uh, lots of episode downloads and and maps and stuff of where people things are being downloaded so you can see your most popular markets and you can see what apps and stuff people are using that's how i know that like 20 percent of our shows are downloaded for instacast which is awesome um and that's one of the reasons i love the app so much because it is at least in our case bigger than all the others i don't know how that really matches out for everybody else but anyway i digress Your catchphrase. (laughs) Um, But uh, I use them. I think they're fantastic. And they're fairly priced. Now, I also use another host called Buzzsprout. They're much simpler, much cheaper, about half the price. And that was why when we started to grow at quite a large rate and lots more shows come on, I started using Buzzsprout. 
because it reduced our costs. Now we have pretty uh, frequent sponsorship. I'm going to be moving the shows over to Libsyn, mainly because the statistics that Buzzsprout give are at best unreliable. Um, <laughs> they, they can give decent stats, but uh, a while ago things started to go a bit peculiar for us um, with some of our shows, not all of them, where the stats were quite clearly incorrect. They're reporting far too high numbers, I, I believe. So I'm going to move us over to Libsyn because at this stage, from a business perspective, we need to know how many people are downloading it. If you want, ever want to get sponsorship, please never podcast just to make money. But if it's something that you know you get to the point where you think that it's going to be an option for you, you need accurate numbers or as accurate numbers as you can get. In my um, opinion, Libsyn are best for that. But if you're just starting out and you want a simple uh, way to host, then I would look at Buzzsprout. Um, always... Well, I see. It. I used to say this. I don't even know if I can anymore. But personally, I think that this endorsement still rings true. Use FeedBurner to um, for your RSS feed before you submit it to iTunes. So you take the FeedBurner that sorry, you take the feed that this host gives you, or Squarespace gives you, or some other blogging engine. I I believe there's some stuff for WordPress, but I've not used it, um, so I don't want to comment on it. But I know I think there's something called the PodPress plugin. Um, which does a lot of this stuff, and it you know you can upload files um, or point to files, and it will create RSS feeds for you. And I know that some people use that; it works for them. Um, but you want to take the feed that you get from here, put it into FeedBurner, and then submit that to iTunes. The reason I say that is because if you ever decide to choose the way you want to host, once it's in iTunes, you cannot change that destination feed. So if you have it in FeedBurner, you can change with FeedBurner what the feed that is that points to it. Does that make sense, Pat? I want to make sure I've explained that properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it gives you a bit of portability in the future. I personally believe that FeedBurner is not going away for a very long time. They're just Mm. scaling back the features. Um, But I I personally do not see that they're going to be um, shutting the service down. I have faith in them enough at the moment that I'm not too concerned um, can, can we mark this episode 170 for a little uh, slice of uh, Gruber-style claim chowder yep. um, and revisit it uh, oh, of when Burner goes away in about a month and a half? It will happen one day. I just don't <laughs> think it will be in the near future, right? Everything goes away, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be in the next few months like people expect it to be. Yeah, um, they, okay. They've just deprecated the API for it. Um, but unfortunately, when the day that they deprecated the API, there was a bug in FeedBurner's system where it was showing all statistics was reporting zero, so that put people into a panic. That has since been fixed, and the stats are now showing again. Um, so yeah, I would look at, personally, I think that these sorts of hosting services are very good, especially for somebody that doesn't know how to host themselves. If you have the know-how to do that, then I don't need to help you with it, obviously, because you have that know-how. But unfortunately, that is extremely outside of my area of expertise. Um, But there are people that do it. And I'm sure when I talk to Dan tomorrow on Command Space, he will tell me that I am a fool, as as many times for hosting these ways and to, to host it myself. But... That's not really my thing. Now, Pat, we're running long, but I want to yeah. finish off with one last little point. And, and I can't remember whether you mentioned this on the show. I think you did, because I said about how much I enjoyed Brett, Brett Terpshire's sponsor reads. Yes. This is a very slight aside for sponsorships. Um, or wait, if you ever have any sponsors, 
I would always suggest that you just ask your sponsor for points and not for a script because reading a script sounds like you're reading a script and it's not very exciting. Learn your product, get some talking points that the sponsor wants you to talk about and then talk about the product. Yeah. Well, and can I make an addendum to that? Sure. And that is that um, another difficulty is that oftentimes people will just take sponsorships and, you know, just to take any old thing, right? Uh, anyone who knows me and knows Mel Mac knows I'm very, 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 very picky about who I allow to sponsor the site because I very much in the same way that, you know, reading a script or whatever, I'm actually going to write a post. Like I would write a post or a review of any other thing, sponsorship or not. Right. Um, and for that reason, it has to be something that I either use or would use. I.e., I don't use it, but because I don't have a particular need for that particular thing. But if I did, this is what I would choose. And that's kind of my criteria as to who I allow to sponsor the site. Would you say that the same is true or the same could be a good general rule for sponsorships with podcasts? Yep. Because, and for the same reasons? Yeah, because, well, the, 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 if I'm saying that you need to not just read a script, then you need to know the product. Mm -hmm. And also as well, your credibility is so important. Mm. You know, I, so important. We had um, a company approach us. Um, I've mentioned this before, a company that likes to do bad things to elephants. Um, they wanted they wanted to, to sponsor with us, and I said no. And this was at a time when we weren't really making very much money. But I knew that our listeners wouldn't like that, and, and you've got to think about that, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, because all you have well, the not the just listeners, but that if it's not a company that you use yeah, or respect, yes, or you're not going to be able to do. I mean, it, it it would be a disservice to them because your heart's not going to be in it. Indeed, right? No, exactly. I mean, it, you're credibility in your you know to your listeners is important but also is to yourself yeah yeah well to answer those sponsoring i mean i would much rather you know have you know if i were a sponsor i said hey mike you know i've i've got this uh, great hair gel product and i th i think that uh that geeks use hair gel and so that's why I want to. I'm going to sponsor every geek podcast I, I can with my hair gel product. Now, this hair gel is actually you know uh, tested on uh, on cute puppies, uh, and and we burn out their eyes uh, whenever we spread it in, um, just to make sure that uh, you know it, that we put the right warning labels on the bottle for humans. Um, so, what say you, Michael? How about some hair gel? You're Sell a, you're a hair guy. gel. Nah, you're fine. I I might pass on that one. Uh, <laughs> but see, what you're what you're doing by passing is you're allowing me now the freedom to not waste my time trying to sell hair gel to geeks, and maybe go to a. I don't know, a mommy blogging podcast, or a, you know, what I mean, like you know, go to somewhere where. The hair gel makes sense, and you've saved me a tremendous amount of time, and you've saved me the embarrassment of you 
saying, uh, okay, well, this is about hair gel, and uh, um, I don't really have much to say about that because I don't really use hair gel. But uh, uh, they uh, sponsor their site. We really thank them for doing so. I I wouldn't want that. No. I mean, the reason why the Squarespace ads work, this is a perfect example, right? This is something that you use. You use it on, on, on the 70 decibels site. You use it on other sites. Several hosts on the network use, use Squarespace as well. Those that haven't, that haven't or don't actively use it have at least tried it. So we have a basis on which to speak, and the, therefore we can do a, spot, uh, a sponsorship spot that is honest and heartfelt and well-read. So you were about to talk about Brett Terpster before we went off on this tangent. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned on last week's episode about um, Brett's show, Systematic, on 5x5. Mm. Um, and I think that even though he reads, he does it in a great way. And he um, quite frequently um, deviates from the script a little. And I just think that he's he's very good at it. He he has... He's, he's, he's straddling the line well. Between mm. a read and and sort of just an, a personal an off the cuff sort of sort of description of yeah. and highlighting of the key points exactly and I just think that it's, he does it in a, in a good way and uh, and that's the kind of the model you want to follow so we are at fifty two minutes yeah is there anything else that you want to cover before we finish today oh uh, so uh, yeah real briefly uh, I I just wanted to I had a revelation a couple of days ago. And that revelation is, is that I'm subscribed to a whole bunch of podcasts that I never listened to. And so I'm unsubscribing from everything. I'm declaring podcast bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. And I think more people should do this. I, I think that, I think that there is, there's podcast guilt in the same way that some people have Instapaper guilt. Yep. Right? That they subscribe to these podcasts thinking, oh, that sounds great, and I really, I really like the idea of this, and I want to support it, and whatever, and then they never listen to it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think, I think it's okay. I think it's okay to say, you know what? I'm never going to listen to this stuff. So, goodbye. I'm, just, I'm unsubscribing from all of it. And that's pretty much what I've chosen to do. Um, podcasts are really great uh, for um, a lot of people. For me, um, I am not necessarily in an environment where I listen to uh, to them uh, as frequently as I would like to wish, and as much as uh, or as much as I wish, as much as I would like to. So, here's what I'm doing instead. From here on out, um, I'm going to be very intentional about my listening. Um, and what I'm going to do is use a uh, service uh, called HuffDuffer. Now, you're familiar with this HuffDuffer thing, right? I am. Uh, the Merlin Mann, has, uh, has, has, I know, is a fan of the HuffDuffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's mentioned it on a few occasions. And basically what HuffDuffer is is this. Think of HuffDuffer as Instapaper for audio. That's, that is the best and simplest explanation I can give. 
Yeah. um, And it's great. Even if you subscribe to a bunch of uh, podcasts, you know, and you listen to podcasts regularly, there's always those one or two things that like, you know, someone sends you a link to this great interview with your favorite rock star. You know, or or uh, there's this particular podcast where this person you're interested in appeared on this one episode, but otherwise you're not in- interested in the rest of the podcast, right? Huff Duffer is perfect for this because you can go uh, to the page and they've got a little bookmarklet like Instapaper. You click on the bookmarklet and what the little JavaScripty thing does is it looks for the any audio file on the page and grabs it and says, ah, there it is. There's the MP3. There's the piece that you want. And you can put in description and titles and tags and things like that. Just like you can, you know, with, uh, well, with the Instapaper bookmark that used to allow you to do all those things. Um, um, but basically you can, you can do that and then it will, uh, Throw it into your own Huff Duffer feed, where and then you can just subscribe to that one feed and have a whole bunch of these different things in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's like creating your own custom podcast feed with a whole mix of uh, various things that you've collected all over the web. So even though I have unsubscribed from from the wonderful command space. I will likely be listening to almost every command space that comes along still because that's one of the ones I try not to miss. And uh, But what I'll be doing is instead going to the 70 decibels website and huff-duffing it. Great. Good. Well, uh, I mean, I must personally say that I disagree with people I'm subscribing from podcasts and think people <laughs> should subscribe to all of the podcasts that exist. But I can appreciate the, uh, the the reason for why you've done it and you've got to fit in what you can. And, and then it's up to people like me to create content that people want to huff duff. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, but once again, and, and it very well may be that, once again, I'm clearing the slate so that I can better... I can better manage my flow and be intentional about what I listen to. That said, if I find that every single episode of Command... You know, like... Say I huffed off the next three to four or five episodes, I'm going to say, okay, well, that I'm going to subscribe to again because obviously, obviously, that one I want to catch every episode of. When we finish this call, this, this is what they call a tease in the business. I'm going to tell you the next few guests that I've booked on, and you're going to subscribe. <laughs> awesome. So, well, I'm really looking forward to the one with Dan Benjamin. There you go. Indeed. So people can get that at 70decibels.com forward slash cmdspace, but of course there'll be a link in the show notes to the page. Mm-hmm. Pat, I believe we should wrap up now. Um, we should. Uh, I hope people have gotten what they needed out of this. Any questions they had about podcasting in general have been basically answered and certainly feel free to follow up with Mike, not with me. I don't know about this stuff, but with Mike, if you have additional questions beyond this. Yeah, and do that. You can um, find me on social media. I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E, on all of the services that you might want to follow such a person. Patrick is Patrick Roan, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E, on app.net only. Only go there. Do not yeah, go to Twitter right to find yeah. him. 
Who knows? Who knows what might happen? Who knows? You might be on Tent in a couple of weeks, which is another one I don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, I already got, went and grabbed yeah, that name too. I've, yeah. I don't plan to use it, but I have the name. You yeah. can send me a message there, but I might not get to it for a matter of months. A very knows? long time, yeah. Or, right. as I said, you can email me as well. And go to the contact form and do that. Or go to mikehurley.net. Yeah, that can, works. You can find contact information there too. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of Enough. I am Mike Hurley, and he is Patrick Roan. And we'll chat later. Cheers. Cheers, my friends. <laughs>